Hello and welcome to the last episode of 2022. This is episode 56. Hi, I'm Aaron, and it has been something of a year. In this episode, I'm just taking a look back and refreshing everybody's memory as to what this project is all about. Well, this is quite interesting. The number one episode from 2022 was by Johann Schettke. I featured some duets. And number two, a grandeur by Goltermann. And number three, the violoncello in the 18th century, a popular instrument. Hmm, go figure. Well, I was on a roll back then, and then it kind of took a nosedive. Anyway, this is a look back. At the end of the year, you know, it's quite natural to look back and see what you've accomplished. I want to take a look back at 2022 in a few specific ways. I want to look at number one, top listener favorites. Number two, my top three. Uh, number three, some general stats of this podcast and a few from my YouTube channel. Number four, a look at the purpose of forgotten cello music. Number five, what I have on the docket in 2023. And of course, at the last, a thank you. Well, getting right into it, taking a look back at this year, it was a slow year. Yes, those that have stayed with me through the rather lean year of 2022 noticed a sharp nosedive in my episodes and how frequently they were coming or infrequently. And what can I say? It was just uh, tough to get things going. Anyway, my first episode in 2022 was number 37, The Violoncello in Germany, 18th century popular instrument. And that was January 24. Including this episode, episode number 56, uh, that's how many episodes I've done to date since beginning the podcast. I've done 20 episodes this year, which is not as good as I wanted. Uh, or as I had originally planned, but I guess not bad considering all the interruptions that I had. That's about one and a half episodes per month. It would have been very nice to do two episodes a month, and it would have been exquisite to do one per week. And at some one point I was doing that back in 2021, but that is a massively huge schedule to keep, uh, especially with all the other activities that I do. Well, I started the year with uh, a continuation of the survey of the violoncello and its history, as I said, episode 37. That was directly taken from the violoncello and its history by Joseph Wasilewski. Now, I began this survey of this really, uh, really quite unique book in the cello world. Uh, in September of 2021, so only four months before 2022. This was a really large undertaking. And in some ways I understood that from the beginning, but 
it's such a an interesting book and it offers so many unique characters and unique compositions to to discover um, that it was bound to be quite an unfocused project from the beginning uh, especially with the interruptions from time to time now granted one of those interruptions was a lengthy one back in October just a month after I started the project because of major repairs on my cello I needed a new bridge a new sound post a new tailpiece because I when I went to pick up my instrument it snapped as in it failed when the luthier went to string up the instrument and then tune it up before handing it over to me it just broke right there in front of my eyes it was pretty terrifying but it was fascinating at the same point I'd had that tailpiece on my cello since buying it um, five, let's see 13 years ago and then I needed a new bow rehair so those things took uh, about two weeks and it was not easy to do any sort of recording on the cello that I was borrowing it sounded pretty bad uh, that's when I started this side project uh, coming from Broderip and Wilkinson's Complete Trees for the Violin Cello. Uh, you might recall that I transcribed the entire treatise so that it was legible. I was really fascinated by this treatise. When I started looking at it, originally I thought, oh, I'll just transcribe it until I get my cello back and then I'll kind of do it here and there. But I was really, really taken by the contents and I decided to go full on. Uh, it proved not to be fruitful at all. There was almost no interest in it, which is sad because it is a very good uh, historical piece of information. And there's good music in it, too. Well, anyway, it is up for sale. Link in the description. You can buy it. If you want the legible copy, it's up for sale. If you want the one that's on IMSLP, it's free. <clears throat> well, anyway, it was definitely worth the time spent on it. Now, for the listeners' top three favorites. This is according to my statistics. Number one, episode 38, Johann Schettke. This is from February 13. Guess how many views? 199. I mean, I'm really shocked by that, considering that he's a nobody. And I, I don't know what the reason was, but it really went up fast and it's um right away it was a popular video um consequently it is only one of a couple of dozen videos on my youtube channel with over 100 views so again for some reason johan shedke is popular number two this is episode 41 a grand duo by goltermann april 22 view count 195 again a little bit surprising but um who knows why i'll talk about it later Number three, this is episode 37, the very first episode of the year. Violoncello in Germany, 18th century popular instrument, January 24, view count 159. Now this is understandable because I was on a serious roll of putting out uh, episodes uh, almost on a weekly basis, mostly on a every other week basis, for a good solid, uh, what was it? three months, four months, something like that. So I, I started to build up um, listener expectations. Note that for the future. 
All right, that was kind of cool. I I was not expecting some of those to be in there, especially on Chepke. Okay, I was a little bit surprised by these numbers. Uh, like I said, Johan Shetke had 199 views, episode 38. This, as a reminder, comes from a set of 12 duets. They were designed as a tutoring device, something to teach you with. Uh, they are progressively oriented. So they start more simply or elementary style uh, level, and they go on to, as far as thumb position, duet number one, uh, starts in the first position and just stays there. Duet number 12 gets into thumb position. Now, in a way, I think these are these numbers are really well-deserved. 199 views, over 100 views on YouTube. And uh, actually, over on Facebook, it had quite a few views as well. Well, it's deserved. They are very pleasant ditties, and they are really well-organized. I also, in that episode, went over the introduction that Johann Schetke wrote. He moved from Germany over to Edinburgh, and so that introduction is written in English, originally written in English. And very interesting to observe some of his comments. You can go back and listen to that. You can read it for yourself. It's free on IMSLP. And then the next one, number two, Goltermann's A Grand Duo. Well, I guess not that surprising that it was number two in a way because i plugged Goltermann's works the most i've done three episodes involving his biography and his music so far and i still want to record more and uh, of his music and get as much of that in my library as possible then at number three i was really shocked that this was such a popular one episode 38 um however now that i'm recording this thinking oh episode 38 that's only the second episode of the year well maybe you were you were expecting me to continue on with such a high rate of upload and thought oh yeah we're gonna keep listening that's probably what it was anyway my favorite episodes in fact it's actually rather easy to choose two episodes well perhaps a, a close third fourth fifth and sixth how's that <laughs> well here it is the first and favorite is number 38 Chetki right along with you all I liked playing that Chetki uh, those Chetki duets and then the other one is um, Breval episode 39 for some reason these two sets of duets Chetki wrote 12 Breval wrote 6 I think they are stunning examples of material that is perfect for learning. If you are at this level in your skill, take a look at these. I'm not saying play all of them, but you would gain a lot by playing them all. These two are really among my absolute favorites for this year. I enjoyed learning them. I enjoyed playing them. I just enjoy listening to them, in fact. I, I like them all. Uh, I don't not like any of them, and that's a total of 18 duets. I like all 18. I think what made an even bigger impression, however, with the Breval, is that it is a set of six sonatas. And if you are a cellist, you know and have learned, most likely, what Suzuki, I guess Suzuki really made it 
Sonata by Brival to learn. Um, number one in C major. This is what everybody learns anyway in my circle. That's what they learned. And uh, it's like the other five might well just be non-existent because no teacher ever mentioned a set of Brival sonatas. Nobody ever brings them up in any sort of context. I, I just don't remember knowing or hearing that Brival wrote a set of six. It was just like the Brival sonata. No, it's not the Breval Sonata. It's one of six Breval Sonatas in this set. I think they're all very fine, and I hope to get around to these at some point in my uh, project as well. They're all deserving to be played, all 18. Now, a close third, fourth, fifth, and sixth, and I say this because this is really a set. Remember a mini-series at the end of the year, Counterpoint? Yeah. I enjoyed this one immensely. I loved researching it. I loved playing the music. I loved doing all of the analysis of each of the types. You know, remember the the five um, species of counterpoint, imitation, a canon, and then fugue. I, it was really intriguing that a cellist wrote music expressly for cello learning but not just learning the cello, learning counterpoint while learning the cello. I mean, really, what a great idea. Bach did that for keyboard, why not do it for cello, right? Ah. <laughs> so I think that's uh, a really deserving uh, composer to be looked at more carefully. Kwaringi did a lot of service to the cello world and we have no idea until right now. I know it now. And now, now so do you. It blew me away because when I finally realized that it was this cellist composing in an antiquated style, uh, it just made me realize this is a phenomenal feat of composition to compose in the contrapuntal style, which is uh, this old, almost archaic way of writing. Uh, it follows these strict rules, and it requires an exquisite working knowledge of the form. You have to know exactly what to do. You cannot just, oh, I think it sounds good here. Oh, I think it sounds good there. No, if you're going to compose contrapuntally, you have to follow the rule. Well, imitation is, is probably the closest form in the contrapuntal style of free form, where you can do some free composition in the middle somewhere uh, but you can't do that for the entire piece otherwise it's not contrapuntal if you end it you begin it with just freeform it's not contrapuntal anymore anyway hats off to him uh, I hope that this composer if any composer goes out to the larger world I think Quaringi deserves it uh, he did so much with that massive method of 600 pages Hey, more stats. Ooh, episodes uploaded, number of plays, etc. This episode makes a grand total of eight, uh, I was going to say 86. Boy, I wish. 56 episodes to date. Um, as I said before, it's a little fewer than I wanted, but all things considered, not bad. Uh, I might have made it a little more time-consuming because of the survey. You know, 
It's a survey of representable compositions from a region and period, rather than dedicating to just one uh, composer per episode. However, it did make it a little bit more fun because just looking through, for example, IMSLP to find new works to, to play and record. 2022 saw an average of 300 plays across all episodes per month. So not bad, not bad. I mean, I lost a lot of viewers and I'm down to about 30, 31 viewers in the last seven days. Of course, Christmas and you know holidays take a toll on that too. So um, I have at this recording moment, uh, 6,356 plays of uh, total through all time. So all 56, 55 episodes. So this obviously does not count since I'm just recording it now. Now, for some of the last part of this episode, I'm getting a bit long. Uh, I found that I'm actually quite long-winded when I start talking about things that I'm interested in. Uh, I, I don't really apologize for it other than the fact that it loses a lot of listeners, but I do like talking about things that I know about. I don't think that's unique at all. Uh, anyway, what is the purpose of this project? I want to review this. Uh, maybe I should do this more frequently in really short form, just as an introduction to my episode so people get it a little bit better. It, it seems to me that I'm not relating what I'm doing to to most of you, and you might just get lost. Like, oh, these are totally unconnected episodes. It's just him going blindly through things. Well, not really. Not really. Uh, sometimes I do choose music kind of haphazardly, but oftentimes because of the way that I'm doing my research, it is not that haphazard. Uh, in fact, it's some of it's rather purposeful because of experience or exposure to certain works in the past. What is the purpose? I mean, to put it very simply and plainly, is to play music for the cello that has been neglected by the majority. Yeah, I realize that particular statement is a bit vague, it's a bit broad, but if I were to explain it a little bit more, okay, okay, all right, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit more right now. I warn you, it's going to take some time, because I feel quite strongly about this, and I, I'm not going to back down. I think it is a very positive thing that I'm doing here. In the end, I've always had this keen interest in lesser-known music and getting to know about them or that music as much as possible, you know, these forgotten compositions. Uh, the cello actually has thousands and thousands of works written for it. I, I didn't really realize that. I knew about quite a few works, and I just figured, oh, they're really not worth their salt for anything because nobody ever talked about them and if they did well I should put that put it this way very few people ever talked about them but they were usually in the context of history or 
oh yeah, that guy, he wrote a whole bunch of sonatas. He didn't really know what he was doing. It was just uh, messing around and it's not worth your time. Well, I beg to differ for a lot of these things. These compositions lay unbothered for so many years, but at some level, whether for personal enjoyment, teaching purposes, or public performance, they deserve to be brought out and enjoyed. I mean, I, I love these great pieces by Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms, and all the others, uh, too. Uh, I grew up listening to them, and they are fantastic, really lovely pieces of music. And I love playing them. They make you feel like on a completely new level, different plane. But, you know, there is much more to the cello repertoire. And quite frankly, without many of the pieces that I'm featuring here, I'm not sure that we would have at least some of the great, innovative, uh, and ma magnificent compositions that we hold up on a high pedestal today. There's just so much that had to be done to flesh out what the cello was capable of first. And some of those compositions really are not that great. Uh, they're a little bit hard to play. They're not really well organized as far as idiosync idiosyncratic playing is concerned. But um, a lot of good ideas, I think, for the vast majority of the music. It deserves some recognition. Uh, I, in some ways, I think it's like a performer, uh, an instrumentalist. They're portrayed as some sort of magician with innate and automatic ability to play well. You know, they just sit down, practice a couple of uh, hours every week, maybe, and they're able to play all this virtuosic music or play beautifully. Well, you know you do it. Uh, probably I do it too. We forget of all the unseen and unending hours, the months, the years of hard work that go into learning this instrument or any instrument or any skill. Well, I think we've done the same thing with these compositions. We've neglected to acknowledge all those nobodies. They represent the hours, the months, the years, the decades, and even centuries of work, of, of crafting better music for the instrument. We might regard them as lesser nowadays, lesser in quality in many cases, but I have to point out that it really did, especially in the early uh, 18th century, get any recognition for this work, like significant recognition. Yeah, some of you do say thank you, some of you do comment and appreciate what I'm doing, and I appreciate your comments, I appreciate your listening, I really do. Uh, as, as important as I think this work is, I really may not get anything in return for it. But 
what can I say? I just get some satisfaction out of it, and I do hope that at least uh, some people, dozens, hundreds would be better, but thousands would be great if they you you went out and played some more and spread the word. Now, I will give myself a little pat on the back. And uh, I'm doing it right now. Did you hear that? Yeah. Okay. Little little pat on the back there. It does seem that I might be quite unique. And so this is a niche, as I said earlier, is probably well-deserved because I mostly upload forgotten cello music to my channel. And even though there are some people uploading music that is neglected or not played very often, they don't focus on it like I do. I seem to be the only one brave enough to go out there and f make an entire channel that is almost entirely focused on the, these neglected works. So for what that's worth, I do give myself a pat on the back, and I hope that you will um, appreciate the effort. What's on the docket for 2023? Here's a couple of featured projects that I have been thinking about and uh, plan on doing for the foreseeable future anyway. I want to finish up my survey of this fantastic historical work by Joseph Vasilevsky, The Violoncello and Its History. And as I said, it's a survey, so it, it, it doesn't take but a couple of compositions from each section Unfortunately, that would just take enormous amounts of time, which I, I don't know how to accomplish at this moment. I wish I could. Um, in addition to that, or maybe in conjunction with that, featuring complete sets of duets, tone pictures, nocturnes, sonatinas, etc., um, it's really enjoyable t to take a look at complete sets of works. I, I like that quite a lot. It really is like reading a short story in a way. I also will be offering more digital downloads in Patreon. Currently, I I have some arrangements that I have done, the Swan for Cello Quartet and Carol of the Bells for Cello Duet and Cello Quartet. Um, I've got a number of other arrangements that are already for sale up on uh, sheetmusicplus.com. Then, also, I've already recorded all the videos. I've not edited anything as of this recording, but I will be planning on releasing a guided study for beginning cello students. Now, this, for me, is very interesting, very exciting, because it's not just uh, another, this is how you start playing the cello, this is how you hold the cello and posture and all those things. No, this is a set of 20 short videos showing you how to produce clear, focused sound more efficiently. Just go straight to the left hand pizzicato. This actually gets us 
in a really good shape. You can see my fingers are in a rounded shape. And when you pizzicato, something happens naturally that puts your hands in this shape. And the vehicle that I'm using uh, is Schlemüller's, the very first performance pieces for the young cellist, Opus 19. If you go way back to when I first started this project, I uploaded all 20 as duets, uh, just giving short comments at the very beginning about how I play them. In this set, I will be going into detail uh, as to how one, as a beginner, can get better sound, play more naturally, and enjoy the process besides. I hope you will be looking forward to this. Re, uh, if you're not a cellist yourself, be sure to recommend it to anybody that you know that is struggling with playing with clear focused sound, ringing tone, and in a more relaxed manner. This will be very valuable for them. Well, it's been a long episode already, but thanks for those that have stayed by to listen. Uh, if you have, please send me a message and let me know that you've gone all the way through. I really, really would appreciate that. Thank you very much to those who do listen regularly and who have commented. Uh, it is very much uh, a bolstering effect on my uh, self-confidence. It makes me feel really incredible, as I think you probably do too when you get a sincere comment from somebody, uh, whether it's on social media or in person, right? Mm, yeah. Um, in a way, it's not easy to continue uh, when you are putting your things out for the world to see. You know, you're they're out there. You can find them if you're looking for them, or if YouTube recommends them, I guess. And you get this little tiny bit in return, especially when you are comparing yourself to people in the same category as you who are getting thousands of views. Still not that many compared to the most popular YouTubers, but, I mean, a whole lot more than I'm getting. Uh, even a couple hundred views would be really satisfying right now. And 500 subscribers, whoa, I can't tell you how satisfying that would be. And 1,000 subscribers would be, I'd be over the moon. That is my ultimate goal right there, is 1,000 subscribers on my YouTube channel. If anybody, wants to give me uh, a free uh, New Year's present, go tell your friends to subscribe to my channel even if they don't watch very much. A thousand subscribers. Anyway, I keep doing it for the sake of my love for this music, my enjoyment, and of course, for those of you, the few of you, who really enjoy this content. I'll keep uploading for the foreseeable future. As of this recording, I have 203 subscribers on YouTube, 300, uh, some, some 300 followers on my uh, Facebook page, and something like 150 something 
in my Instagram. Well, for my YouTube, that's an increase of nearly 200 subscribers since the beginning of Forgotten Child Music about two and a half years ago. That's all for this year, 2022. I really do wish all of you the very best. I wish you also a happy new year, 2023. Remember to play more forgotten cello music. Thank you.